you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. See, I wasn't a star athlete, but Mo Damashek, my mother, she would show up uh, at my even my high school basketball games, uh-huh. even like JV, like in you know, junior year. I'm still in the JV. Yeah, she would show up, and I'd be like the eighth man. She'd show up as I a junior. Even, I wouldn't even play. I wouldn't even play. She'd, as be, a she'd junior. be like, "Yeah, I know. It's still nice to see." <laughs> Football program available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. I think we're already off to a bad start. I don't like the laughter that I'm hearing here in studio. Very honest. It was funny. I think it's It's condescending laughter. And I don't care. But that was a fruitful conversation. Just the tip of the iceberg with the great David Carr, delightful analyst about pro football. He attended his brother's game in Oakland. The victory that we predicted by the Raiders over the Browns. All three of us, in fact, on last week's Red Challenge flag picks. We've got the biggest games upcoming for you in week five. We'll give you our picks on those. Quickly, let me tell you, oh, also, from the previous episode this week of uh, the DDFP, Maurice Jones-Drew, fascinating insights. He shares an agent with Levy and Bell and therefore has the ear a little bit of 26 and uh, is bouncing off the agent a little bit and so can provide some rare insight on what's going on, at least from that camp, and uh, is in full-throated defense of all players, the proletariat, if you will, the Tony proletariat, though it may be in pro football, Earl Thomas and beyond. We get into all that stuff. In fact, track me down at Damashek on Twitter. I've tweeted out uh, snippets, at least, of those segments. That I That's think a pretty good emo on. band, by the way. What's that? The Tony Proletariat. Ooh. <laughs> I, think, I think you could get on the Warp Tour as the Tony Proletariat. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm trying to imagine what, like, a, a nice butt sequin. It's got to be like a hipster top. band. Yeah. Like, the, the yeah. inherent irony. In the like, you're wearing, you're wearing cardigans, but they're thrift store cardigans, yeah. right? You're Tony, but you're still the proletariat. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I went to, that's, a, that's what they call an oxymoron right there. Exactly hey, right. so hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek. Learn a little something program. here. Studio 66, as you can hear, has uh, two of uh, two of my favorites at least. MOVP doesn't agree. Not as big a fan of these two. But not, you know what? what? I don't, want you, to, I don't okay. want you guys to get down about that at all. That's crazy. Let's say hello. It is a little crazy, but, you know, you, you, you know, you like what you like. Don't apologize or anything else for that. Emma VP, first of all, seated to my immediate left. You watch him on up to the minute on uh, on NFL Network, buzzing about all the hot topics in pro football. He's going to do the same with us right now. It's our old pal, Patrick Claybon. Yeah. He's that guy who hosts the show up to the minute. Every dream he has at night has Jack Bauer in it. Give your takes, then he'll give his. The arm takes men, yes, yeah, strikes again. Star Wars. That's enough. <laughs> the arm takes men is the important part. Yes, Trying he to is. Think of what, what category we would file that song into. Is it like 80s club? Is yeah. it 90s sort of pop hip hop? Like, what would that that beat and that style be. I think that's the magic of the one-man house band because I didn't really... Dick Banks is he yeah. does sublime work, but that one really, really is hard to even... Because I didn't give him the idea because I remember the conversation that I had with Emma about what music can i tell you why I, that I, is my I, I well let's, on the fence on music yeah. let's uh, so we say hello to clay yeah. and now we turn to uh to the other voice you're hearing here fueled by you know the nail burning in his <laughs> formative years now he's come out clean yeah. on the other side as Appreciate the voice it, <laughs> of the la chargers you watch him on fantasy live you hear him on what's, what's important about this guy he used to smoke <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's he used to do lesson. bad things to his body. Hey, <laughs> Self-inflicted I, things to his body, this listen, guy right here. guess what? I give okay, the same advice. I give the same advice. <laughs> I I try to keep, I, I you know, no jive policy here that's at right. Studio 66. Ah, and I'm the no jive policy is, uh, you know, I jagged around in school for all 12 years of it. I went to about we're 40%. All sitting per- here. I went to about 40% of my classes when I was uh, when I was off at the university for four-ish years. You know, listen, I've, it's worked out. Okay. Right. Hey, I was Bye. just saying, yeah, what am I supposed to do? I got a social calendar to Patrick update. Patrick Claybon's a handsome devil. He Listen, is. you yeah. use what you use. Anywho, and he's also one half of Skating the finest race. society's <laughs> ills wills with his good looks. That's what this guy's doing. Yeah. Congratulate. You know I what? Should've, you I should have done more <laughs> recreational drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No, I don't either. I don't. But are you are you intimating something? <laughs> what, what's happening here? I just said I said perfectly legal yes. nails. That's burning nails. Burn. Oh, okay. That's all. Although I don't think if you were 18 that you were legally doing. Although I was were- not. I think I've told the story of how I used to buy cigarettes at the White Hen Pantry when I was a kid. How's that? Well, let me introduce you again okay. uh, to say it. Uh, listen to him on Petros and Money. You can find it anywhere on iHeartRadio or if you happen to be in L.A. on uh, AM570 with Petros Papadakis. It's, uh, it's Matt Money Smith. No, no, we don't have time because he was going to do it. Just story. real quick. Oh. Uh, so there was, you know, the convenience store of records called the White Hand Pantry on the south side of Chicago. And we used to buy our cigarettes when I was like, I don't know, 14 years, 15 years old. Uh, what, what do you think 14-year-olds would smoke, right? You smoke the Marlboro Lights or you smoke the Camel Lights because they had the Camel Dollars and you could get free things. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you get a nice uh, tumbler and glass set or a leather jacket or maybe a pool table if you smoked enough. <laughs> Great incentives, Camel. Way to go. <laughs> But they stopped selling to us. This is how wise I was at a young age. I said to my friends, because we lived, I mean, it was a pretty crappy neighborhood that we grew up in. I said, hey, I think we can, but I don't think my voice had dropped just yet. So it was more like, hey, I think we could probably still get our cigarettes if we buy like a, like a dad brand. Like we should start smoking Benson and Edges and just go in there and say, hey, man, if you don't sell me these smokes, my old man's going to beat the hell out of me. You got to do me a solid here. And that's how we started smoking Benson and Hedges 100s because we would go all in and say we had to get our old man his cigarettes. So all the kids in my neighborhood were smoking Benson and Hedges. That story right there checks out, kid. But it, it took place in my mind, and it was black and white. Dad also was. Everybody <laughs> was had black on and white. a newsboy cap. Yeah. Dad also holes that we had tough skins with holes in the knees, pet patched knees. <laughs> can I get a can I get a sixer of old style too? And that is there you go. That's how you get this voice of our Los Angeles chart. That's right, Matt yeah. Smith. Everybody, maybe I won't be back after the buy after that story. <laughs> so we have a lot of pro football to get to there. Uh, like I say, big week five upcoming. We're going to pick the Jags and Chiefs game for you. I don't like the term "must win." In October, especially, I've Uh-oh. made a great deal of fun of it. But, I mean, you want to go to the playoffs, Falcons and Steelers. You better win this game because <laughs> whoever loses that one, yeah. I don't know how you're looking on the other side of that one. We also have the 2017 NFC title game uh, rematch to to uh, preview. So, lots of good games that we're going to get to here. We also have the baseball playoffs tonight. We are in the sweet spot, well, as soon as the NBA tips off. But LeBron already it's one of those added to the all-time list of weird sights is to see LeBron James running around in uh, the purple and gold of the L.A. Lakers. That's soon to happen. The puck has dropped now. The baseball playoffs are, are going on. And uh, so Dodgers talk all over the place with uh, Matt Money Smith on his radio station, Eddie Spaghetti. He's a ball of nerves back there with his yanks, his pinstripes. I think Wearing that, his cap today. I'm I think. I, can I tell you something? You're not doing Twitter right if you're not following Eddie Spaghetti. Thank the you. Yankees. I Absolutely that. right. The pinstripes are in the postseason, and Eli and company are struggling. Oh, and the blue sh- blue shirts before they do anything are already a punchline. Oh, this is the time to get online. And very, start you're very, Eddie very true. Spaghetti. Yeah, all my eggs are in the Yankees basket, uh, and now we're playing the Sox and the ALDS. So the Giants going down the tubes. I mean, I'm I'm going to be a wreck with the with the Yankees. I have faith. Go though. down. I'm very, the tubes. very. I'm very, very confident in this ALDS. The I Giants. I told. I tried to warn you to not emotionally invest there, Spaghetti. You, you didn't want to listen. Yeah. And now here we are, and they're going to Charlotte, North Carolina this weekend. They're going to win this game. Are. Does everybody agree with that? They're going to win this game and then lose like the next two. It's going to it's it's a one step forward, two steps back with this team. This is going to happen. They're going to keep sucking me back in. They're going to they're going to win this one. It's uh, Paula Abdul. 
Yeah. Your MC <laughs> scat cat. That's what that was there. <laughs> I, uh, I do want to just quickly, if you don't mind, if I may. Oh, we have please? to. Just one real quick. My favorite one. My favorite one of the night because I was fo- I love Eddie in the moment watching. Jay. If I could just follow his Twitter feed during <laughs> Yankee or Giants. Oh, the be in the Bronx tonight. And, and perhaps, I think this might be a little bit. We actually bit- got a song from Dick Banks if you want to hear it. Oh, wow. Tweet reading if you want. Very cool. Well, first, let's hear. Let's well, wait, is it an, an intro to yeah. reading the tweets? Oh, yeah. 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 So oh, anytime I read the tweets. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is juicy. New York, (laughs) home of Wendy Williams, Maury Povich, and Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. And one other guy, Eddie Murphy. No, not that one. No, this is a different fella. It's time to read Eddie Spaghetti's tweets. (laughs) Manja! Let's hear him. Here we go. In the middle of a game. This is, by the way, just set the scene. This is in the middle of a Yankees-A's wild card game. Winner take all. Winner advances to play the Boston Red Sox in the divisional round. The microphones inside the stadium are all overmodulated. Wish I was there. <laughs> when when Luke Voigt hit that, the ball off the wall, the triple, yeah. the TBS microphones, they they all peaked. The, the place is electric. I wish I was there. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of my favorite claims by him. Like, still nothing like... Uh, there's nothing like... Old that. Yankee Stadium yeah. when it gets rocking. So, <laughs> it's the best. So there's no... The place claim. vibrate. No, never Seattle. mind Fenway. Yeah. Don't worry about Wrigley, Dodger Stadium. There's nothing. No, this isn't all of sports. Yes. A, nothing in sports ah. matches what happens in uh, Yankee Stadium. Hey, a lot of special moments When there. the pinstripes yeah. are doing that thing. Hey, by the Death way... Death Valley got nothing on this. <laughs> but we have half the amount of people in college football stadium. That's why it's special. All overmodulated. <laughs> Wish I was there. <laughs> Big critique. By the way, this Red Sox-Yankees, I hate to be a curmudgeon. It'll be fun. But Let's it really it. is one of those things that no one outside, only people in Boston and New York feel like the rest of us care the way they care. It really is a predator alien. Not thing. in terms of ratings. Last night's I game understand. was high. Oh, my God. Now you're going to be ratings let's, guy. Let's not now you're going to be ratings guy. I'm just, I'm just going now we're going to be ratings guy. Give me a time machine, and I'll go back to whoever made it a part of our popular conversation to talk about ratings. I, Please, I'll go with you. I will execute this. MLB I will go with you. But literally just went against his this. point. His point was that only Yankees and Red Sox fans oh care. No, no. The, the whole nation obviously cares. They watch it. No, people dislike both, and you get sucked in. People went to see Alien Predator too. It, neither, neither Batman outcome versus is, Superman. Neither, Big Bang Theory, number neither, one show on television. Neither outcome decade. is a positive for America. Well, no one it. cares as much as people. But but people in New York think that uh, if you don't play in New York, imagine if this guy were playing in Manhattan. Like it, it doesn't make a difference. I don't know if you heard about social media. It doesn't make a difference what market you're in anymore. But Claymont, I'm with you 100. percent This 21st century sports fan jazz that everybody's weighing in like oh. Guarantee you the NBA is not going to like this as a final if you wind up with Oklahoma no. City. What, what do you care about the rate? What do you? What's, what's that your business? Don't worry about it. It's not your business. I'm Wes. not saying I care about the ratings. I'm, say, you said I'm just saying no, that this is what people, people watch, though. We're, we're saying you've been tricked into t- even talking about the ratings. That's, That's something for six incredibly rich people who will lose more money today than we'll make for the rest of our lives. I'm just saying more people sit wa- in a room. People and, watch, though. He, Dave was, was saying that people it, don't care, but people are watching. More people watch everything. I mean, that's the reality of it. They watch everything. It's not it, – it, it, there's no difference. There is no difference. Well, would the MLB want Brewers A's or they yes. want Dodgers Yankees? They would. I like when people they're, they're talk fine. about, though, that's my – when people are like, oh, Brewers are – oh, the bad news for uh, for the network. What do you – what's not yeah. – what do you care? You're right. They, they, only had, they only had 17 million people instead of 19 million watching. Yeah. Meantime, uh, it's like that's, of, the, that's what we're talking about. Somebody exhume Walt Disney and let him know that. <laughs> Let's get into pro football. But very quickly, one more thing that I want Please. to promote, speaking of ratings and such. I hope that they'll uh, they'll hold at least the uh, the broadcast podcast, Emma VP behind the glass and her pal, Ricky Hollywood, a.k.a. Erica Tamposi, doing just, just gangbusters work on their new show, the broadcast podcast. I happen to be their latest guest. I hope I didn't drag it down too much. Things are uh, <laughs> not at all. Things it's are awesome. just now taking off. Um, so uh, I hope I'm not a, a drag on that uh, I don't know. that ride to the stars that they're taking. Currently. Might have been the best episode ever. Oh, don't patronize me with your maybe. <laughs> okay. What am I? Am I deaf now? I didn't hear you say it maybe in front of that. Just might be the best episode. I, I can read between of the, the broadcast podcast. I noticed the broadcast Twitter feed. 
tweeted out the link. Mm-hmm. Tamposi retweeted it. Emma didn't. I didn't? <laughs> I don't know. I made that up. Intriguing. <laughs> Intriguing. Huh. We did a deep dive. It was weird. We did. We, we spent uh, the majority of the conversation with a deep dive into the life of Jimmy Kimmel. I don't, huh. I don't know. Huh. That was what was interesting to us. That's <laughs> so what's great. You never know what's going to come up. Right. You know? um, hey, so yes, hey. check that out. Check out the Adam Carolla Show featuring good sports uh, every day uh, on the Adam Carolla Show podcast. And then uh, while you're doing all that stuff, why don't you take a little bit of time to listen to the Daves, the Daves of Thunder, that is uh, wherever you find your podcast. We've got a new one up there for you. This week, great fun with David Feeney. Funny stories about uh, my old man spinning yarns about Ted Williams and everything else. So, um, And uh, some nudity, some old man nudity. Anyway, it's, it's a juicy one. No, it's a I'm juicy a, episode. Yeah, you want to tune in for that. You say old man nudity. My mind's eye immediately uh, goes to the, the YMCA when I was a kid. <laughs> That's exactly what we were talking they, about. Is it really? Yeah. They, basically. they don't care. No. No. That's it, it is a tough place to take it. I mean, when you're <laughs> when we were younger, and that's where the dudes went to throw the iron around, and you walk into that locker room, it's just it's well, a harsh. I, I, I'm going to look like that one day. As I de- it, right, it's it's it it's grim. Uh, look into your future. Yeah. That it's depressing, but it's also liberating because you realize that once you get to about seventy ish or thereabouts, like you, you, I apparently you just get to a place where you don't care anymore, and you just stand around, you know, naked as a jaybird, nude, spinning yarns, and guys t- talking about their round of golf, you know, acting out their shots in the sand trap, you know, they're throwing their arms Pretty and other stuff on. all over the place and whatever. It's just all uh, whatever. So anyhow, uh, listen to that one. It's hard to do a show anyhow to that. I just want to say it's very hard to just do a show anyhow. Well, I want to press on with a little I football talk here. We can certainly <laughs> yeah. go on and on. I could fill three hours terms. with stories about uh, about that sort of stuff. But what do we think about this? Uh, a little, One more little detail about my personal um, situation as it applies to pro football. A big trade in my big fantasy league has just been completed in uh, in the league that I've talked about here on the show before. Cousin Sal, who I encourage you to watch on his new FS1 show, and I have pulled the trigger. He's 0-4. I'm 1-3. High stakes league because if you if you don't win it, you can get kicked out the following year. I have given him Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon. I wish I wouldn't have told you who had which side so you would answer it more honestly, but either way. Sure, honestly. No, yeah, we're, we're honest men. Yeah, we're going to give it to you. Leonard Fournette okay. and TJ Yeldon in exchange for DJ Moore and Patrick Mahomes. It's just hard. We, yeah, don't, know the, the, we don't know the whole roster. roster. Who's your other quarterback? My other quarterbacks, uh, the reason I'm one and three is that if I would have chosen uh, the better option at QB, I have Russell Wilson and Andy Dalton. If I would have chosen the better option, which I have, I am 0 for 4 in doing, uh, I would be 4 and 0 right now. But as it is, I'm 1 and 3. So I you haven't been playing Pat Mahomes this whole time? I just got Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, you get Pat. I'm sorry. I just got Pat Mahomes. Okay, so you get Pat Mahomes to replace Russell and Andy. Okay. And now I've given away. And who are your running backs now? I mean, see, that's what's weird about I have, trying to create a yeah. trade. I, I, I now have Alvin Kamara. Okay. And then I have some mix of Lamar Miller, Isaiah Crowell, uh, Buck Allen. I can fill in. And, uh, you know, I can make do, I think, with my second running back. I mean, it basically comes down to Fournette for Mahomes is right. what you've done. Right. I think I, I think I like Sal's side more. Really? You'd rather have Fournette? Yeah, just because, I mean, so many quarterbacks are putting yeah. up crazy numbers I don't have this one year. of them, though. Well, this, well, Andy you, Dalton you put Andy up Dalton. giant numbers last week. But I didn't start him anyway. So, <laughs> okay. so wait, so I lose. And this Craig. week, Andy's got a better matchup than Pat Mahomes I does. Know. Ironically, I think I am going to roll with See Andy what I mean? That's what, that's... Mahomes. Anywho, yeah. uh, nothing Emma VP hates worse than fantasy updates about my league. Is that true? Absolutely. I just tuned this out the last three minutes. So I have no idea what you're talking Is about. Is that true? Spaghetti, did she say something to you? Yeah, it was n- she was not pleased when you started this conversation up. Like It was what? like, oh, my God. Like something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe this will interest you. And I, in fact, I think it will. Emma VP, have you ever looked at your credit card statement and been shocked by the interest rate? Absolutely. You have? Mm-hmm. Well, then you want to pay attention. I have another question for you. Did you know you could actually roll all of your credit card debt into one monthly payment at a lower fixed interest rate? I had no idea. 
Didn't you? Well, mm -hmm. then, you know what? This I'm glad you're here mm -hmm. because I want to tell you about Lightstream offering credit card consolidation loans with uh, a 5.89% APR with auto pay. Matt Money Smith knows about money and stuff. Is that a good one? I do, yeah. And the great thing about Lightstream is it's not a fly-by-night spot. They are, uh, they're backed by a legitimate bank. And it's simple math. They do not, by the way, give out loans to people with bad credit. This is actually one of the better credit consolidation loan houses. So you got to have good credit. And if you do, and you're paying those credit card debts, kids, it's simple math. Unfortunately, we don't do enough financial education in this country. And that means a lot of people get buried by 18 to 22 percent debt on their credit cards. I, I mean, he's a renaissance man, isn't he? Is mm -hmm. there any subject about which he at least can't fool you into thinking he knows <laughs> it's about It's all in the delivery. I know, I know that when it comes to financial matters, he is uh, a great resource on that. Um, anywho, and also, uh, well, anyway, so the, there's a lot. <laughs> Sorry. I, did, I, didn't, I knew it was probably a question you didn't. No, want, I, uh, I did want your answer on it. You're smarter than I am, that's for sure. Get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000. And you can even get your funds as soon as the day you apply because Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate and no fees. And now my listeners can get a special discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is you go to Lightstream.com slash Damashek, D-A-M-E-S-H-E-K, Lightstream, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash Damashek, D-A-M-E-S-H-E-K. Uh, subject to credit approval, rates include a 0.5% uh, auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Damashek for more information. All right, fellas, let's uh, let's move on. What would, Was that a bad read? That was, a, that was really... SunTrust, by the way, I believe used to uh, be a sponsor of the Jags Stadium, if I remember right. That's the bank that backs uh, Lightstream. How about that? There you go. Look at what what don't what doesn't he know? What doesn't he Lots, know? Lots, trust me. Well, let's find out now what he knows. <laughs> You're about to find Levon out. In a hurry. Knows, and what Damashek knows. Fire it up. What? No. Oh, so get to Billy and oh, What are we doing? What do you mean? What are we doing? We got the whole kit. Not on here. And why the question? ready to use my noodle. It's time for you to use your noodle. My noodle is bad. I thought it was a good time to use. It's worse. I think we needed to, uh, to do this, if only to help uh, Spaghetti fill a couple of minutes before the Yanks play again. This is a nervous time. If you're a fan and your team's in the baseball playoffs, you're just waiting for that first pitch. So this will uh, this will at least nice bridge that gap yeah. for him a little bit. Okay. All right, Spaghetti, what's your subject for today? Uh, so first, I want to say thanks to uh, Kent Brown, who whipped this one up for us. Yes, very pleased to see our guy Kent Brown back in the fold here at NFL Media, and we'll be hearing more from him as uh, as we move on yeah. with the DDFP. Of course. So uh, Ken had a good idea. There's two uh, former number one overall pick quarterbacks playing against each other this Sunday. It's Cam Newton and Eli Manning. Uh, the trivia question, this use your noodle, is list all the number one overall picks uh, that were quarterbacks since 1970. Jeez. Since 1970, Yeah, there's say. 23 of them. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Smarty Pants over there, Matt Money Smith. Uh, Peyton Manning. Claybon. David Carr. Ah. Guy hails from the uh, state of Louisiana. Guy uh, threw some big touchdown passes and four Super Bowl victories for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mr. Terry Bradshaw. I could have held on to that one, right? Could have. Should have. I need, I need a pin. Tim Couch. Jamarcus Russell. Ooh, good one. I, I like to get my good ones out early to make me look like a... Jared game, Goff. So. Oh, Sam Bradford. Alex Smith. You can go with old Bake. Oh God! If I can't run the Andrew table, Luck. This, this is embarrassing. I should, see. I get the the element that you that you at home don't until you're in the there, fire of pressure. a game. I, I can sit here without pressure, and if I didn't get eighty percent of them in five minutes, just left to my own without anybody around, I would be very depressed. But for some reason, the stakes 
go through the roof. I, I am not athletic, and I don't perform well under pressure. Perhaps speaks to my athletic background. All right, we've Being given we've given more than enough time. Oh, 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 yeah, it's you. It's it's my turn. Yeah, it's you. Um, oh my God, it's happening. You guys talked about it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's easy to. It, it's Achilles Smith now. Oh uh, no! Down uh, the. I think that was the Tim Couch draft, right? Yeah. Was Achilles? Yeah. All right. Uh, would-be New York Yankee, John oh Elway. True Bledsoe. That's a good one. Now, I want to say this one, but I want to make sure no- nobody has said uh, Famous Jameis, so I'm going to do that one right now. If any, Testaverde. All right, I'm starting to get down to it, and there should be so I think many I'm, obvious I, ones. I this feel is like a I'm logo done. Thing that I, I really do feel like I am are. done. I'm gonna. Okay, I got a couple in mind here that I'm just gonna try down. down. Yeah, Here's one that I shouldn't. I would like to have in my back pocket to to bring out at, at a time of desperation, but some, suddenly we've reached that point. Irving Fryer. Uh, what? what? No, no, no! Irving Fryer was the first overall pick. No? What are you talking about now? It's quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Oh, we're just doing quarterbacks. I'm what do you? No, that's it. You're done. I forgot. You're done. You've got to remember I the question. I didn't know that now, that wait, was the I, case. Hey, I get to steal. I get to steal. You already have won, but Eddie, go ahead. Why don't you announce this one for me, sweetheart? Uh, he just said it even, too. Who am I going to announce? Who do you defend on this show when oh. we drag his name? How did I not? Elijah. Elijah. How did neither one of us victory? I thought, I thought Eli and Cam were off. Yeah, I can. I can. Let's give, give me one more. Oh, then. you did? All right. Yeah, that, that was the point of the uh, thing. So you. I kind of botched it. Ah, oh, I was all excited about that. That was going to be my closer if you missed one, and I had the buoy. How I, many names are there? So I botched it because it came up because of Eli and Cam. Yeah. So there's 23 uh, total. So head. I named two, but there's 21 left. See, pressure affects everybody. Well, money's already won. Uh, but, no, I haven't because I... Oh, yeah, I did because I answered, yeah. So play the victory music. That's enough. It's ridiculous that I win these things. By the way, (laughs) Kerry Collins? No. No? I thought about that, but he was like the number three, I think. I think Baselli. Yeah. Irving Fryer. He's so funny. I forgot about yeah. the QB <laughs> part. What about it? was the literally goal? about Eli uh, and Kim. Well, when he said it, I was like, was Fryer a quarterback? Yeah. How I don't think he was. Where's my parade? Don't forget. So, you guys everybody named, was thrown uh, so far off. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Bradford, Bradshaw, Carr, Couch, Elway, you're like Irving Fryer. Everyone's naming quarterbacks. Uh, do you have any ideas of, of who you Just have missed? name them. That's it. I'm done with all of you. Uh, okay, with Troy Aikman in 89. Oh, man. Steve Barkowski in 75. Okay. Jeff George in 90. <sighs> Carson Palmer in 03. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Jim Plunkett in 71. Yeah. Matt Stafford in 09. And Michael Vick in 01. Vick was my next one. Dang. Embarrassing. I think that would have been the only one I Should we just end the Carson. show, Emma? Is it this? No. This, are you unhappy with the show no, so I think far? It's perfect. Yeah. No, don't. You know what? That's what I said already. I don't like being patronized. Can you no. please give us a sincere grade on the show so far? That's a B plus. I don't think that's sincere. All right. All right. Let's talk about this. Uh, what? You know what, Spaghetti? This is your time. You know, again, I want to focus on you because I feel like you need a distraction right now for your pinstripes. What subject would you like to hear us address? Uh, I mean, what's newsworthy now? I guess you got Ingram and Edelman coming back from suspension. Uh, Des Bryant's tweeting again about the Cowboys. Uh, maybe you've been talking about coaches being important. I think offense is the most important thing in the NFL. I think de- good defense. Okay, matter. let's talk about that. The Chiefs and Rams, big games uh, once again here. They look like the two best teams in the NFL right now. The Jags and. Uh, you know, uh, here come the Patriots. Uh, no, no big surprise there. But, yeah, I think we could say those are the two big team-based stories so far this year, Chiefs and Rams. And I agree, and we've discussed this on the show before, but do you guys feel like, the uh, to, to refine the point a little bit, that this is now a coaches league in 2018? It really <laughs> doesn't matter as much. I know it's unsexy and unexciting <laughs> to say that, but it's kind of true. It doesn't make a difference. Yes, quarterbacks matter. They're the most important, and you want to have a good offensive line, and you want to have a good left tackle tackle and you want to have a sack master and, and everything else the, the but Rams really all of that by it, the way. 
it, right. It's not right. But it's it's not just it's not just that you want to have a good coach. What you want is an offensive innovator. If you have whether it's one of the young guys and it seems like that's where the story is going with Sean McVay and Matt Nagy has the big uh, the big Sunday last week uh, guiding Mitch Tr- Mitchell Trubisky five touchdown passes Six. in one half. It's ridiculous. Oh, in one half. In one half. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If you want to talk about the NFL's Brady Anderson 50 home run moment, it might be Mitchell Trubisky throwing five touchdown passes in 30 minutes. And all on the same route. Much like Jared Goff's are all on a fly sweep. You either get that shovel pass that'll get you a touchdown or you you fake it to Gurley and you throw it downfield to a guy that's wide open in the middle. All of Trubisky's touchdowns were wheel routes. Just dudes leaking out the backfield, running up a sideline on a wheel route, catch a 10-yard pass downfield and just take it to the house. It's crazy. The Bucks defense will have you looking like Joe. <laughs> yes, right? Well, but is that the point? That de- the defense doesn't really make a difference? That the Eagles didn't have, I mean, they had a great pass rush last year, but certainly weren't world beaters. We've seen the Patriots get it done with lesser defenses. The Packers have had some great runs, at least in the regular season and into the playoffs with uh, really bad defenses. Is it, is it now moot what you have on defense? Absolutely not. No. Oh, just look at last week, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, the Broncos should – if Case Keenum can hit a wide-open Demarius Thomas, the Broncos win that game, and we talk about how good that front four was getting to Mahomes, keeping the game in check, and the Broncos winning. And and you mentioned the Eagles. When I think about that Eagles Super Bowl run, I think about the Falcons getting to the red zone four times. And the defense. And, and the defense stepping up each and every one of those times. And sometimes there's empty yardage between the 20s, but keeping the other team from scoring is still – as significant in this league, no matter how yeah, well, much we score, we have talked about that is. a little bit. That the that the premise is now is just you know make the drive as long as you possibly can. David Carr has uh, told us about that is the defensive scheme that you have to throw at Patrick Mahomes and anyone else. Just make the drive go as long as you possibly can because there's a chance if you have a couple of playmakers that the ball will get make turned over once to three times over the course of the game, and that should be enough to swing it in your favor. I do think though that I mean that. This, this hand wringing over defense. If you have a one of these dynamite offenses, you can't with the salary cap unless you have a QB on a rookie deal. That's um, what the Rams and Chiefs have. That's exactly right. And in fact, little uh, promotion for Dave again. My essay this weekend on uh, Good Morning Football on Saturday. Don't miss it. Is about this very subject. Um, but yes, I, I think that uh, that that's the sweet spot. You want your QB who is capable to be on his rookie deal so that you can uh, give yourself all the other basics. You can afford to keep Todd Gurley and you can get Aaron Donald in and then you can uh, buy yourself something nice on the side too. I'm going to get the Indomitian Sue in here, I think. Oh, come on over, Marcus Peters. That's how you win. It helps. And the Seahawks are the ones who first figured that out. Once they got rid of the first round draft picks making gargantuan sums of money like Sam Bradford did, once they once they got that skewed uh, bit of ridiculousness out of the way, the Seahawks landed on that. We have the rookie deal. That's why the Niners and Seahawks were so good about six years ago versus on the other side of things, the AFC, when Brady and Peyton were, you know, the most well-heeled guys in the league, but there wasn't a ton around either one of them. It was an interesting uh sort of uh, yin and yang of how to be winners. Either have a dominant, really good QB who can cover up all the warts or have this really deep roster because, you, uh, because you're because you only paying your QB $5 million. I still think, though, there's avenues for teams to be successful without having a quarterback on their rookie deal. But we, ha- we see so many teams that were in bad quarterback situations that guys are having – they have young guys starting at quarterback just because of their situation was bad. And so that's an avenue for them – but it's all about maximizing your opportunity with the situation that you have. And so if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers or if you're the Oakland Raiders and you have a really good football player, you do what you can to get that football player on the field making plays for your team. Otherwise, they're making plays for Chicago and the quarterback is throwing six touchdown yeah. passes. And But I also don't sets. think, but I do buy the, what I'm, my side of things, obviously, you can talk me out of those things, but I do think Andy Reid, it's not just youth, not youthful offensive in, innovator. Andy Reid, as we always talk about, is the real deal. If you drop Patrick Mahomes onto any team, it's not like, well, see, look, he's the next Brett Favre slash Dan Marino as, uh, as he's being praised now. I think the, I don't Rams, think he, the Rams are going to be a good test case. Because, you know, 
look what Jared Goff was without Sean McVay. McVay is being celebrated as perhaps the best play caller in the NFL, along with Andy Reid. And he's someone who did it with what? A fourth round draft pick in Kirk Cousins. So when Jared Goff's deal comes up in 2020, and if he wins an MVP, uh, if he wins an offensive player of the year and says, okay, well, Aaron Rodgers is making 141 million bucks. I want 150 million. Will Sean McVay say, or will Stan Kroenke or who at Kevin Demoff say, no, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out because you're a product of this brilliant. And that's if you, that, that will, I think, dictate whether or not you can make that statement of, or that claim of it's really turned into a coach's league, because if they're willing to pay Jared Goff as the highest paid player in the league, it'll say, nah, you still need a quarterback who can precision pass, can still read defense, can still react in that moment. And it's not, you, you know, that's not a plug and play position where the coach can be the difference maker. It is. I mean, I just think if you had league median QB, I think that the Rams would be soaring just the same. I think that that would be my Who's the league median quarterback in that? Uh, I figured that out uh, in the preseason. I don't know updated where I would throw anybody, but um, you know, Andy Dalton is sort of the personification. Because Andy Dalton's tearing up everybody. Yeah, I know. I think, but nevertheless, he's still, he's still no better than 14. I don't think there's much of a case if you rank them all out that he, I mean, if you put Matt Ryan on the Rams, he would do it with Andy Dalton. Wouldn't they be four and oh still if Andy Dalton were the Rams QB? That's like I said, I think that's but but Andy Dalton's making a hundred million bucks. And conversely, so if you put he's Pat, being paid as a franchise QB. But if you put Patrick Mahomes on, say, I don't know, the Giants. The, the Giants, would they be <laughs> thriving right now? Oh, they'd be better. Uh, I would love it. There was one play. Look who time is back. For the record, I, I was, was just doing that to needle. No, 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 no. For the record, I I uh I'm just the pro picking of Saquon Barkley, but I understand that Eli has his limits are definitely showing limits. this year. I That's mean, one yeah, way to euphemize limited. it. I mean, I was not happy with the last game performance, but there's one throw just quickly that that uh, on the second and 30 that Mahomes uh, in the Monday night game that he made when he slipped through out of the pocket, like through two defenders. And I was like, man, I was talking to my friend. I was like, Eli would just collapse. Eli would just fall down and Mahomes squeezed through them, rolled out and made, and like fired a strike. It's, it's incredible. Eli wouldn't collapse. Eli would have gotten rid of that ball four seconds earlier. Yeah. Essentially, Eli's is hiked. Ha! I mean, that's basically what Eli has become this season. The ball is hiked, and he just almost shovel passes it just one yard ahead of the line of scrimmage because that dude is not getting hit anymore. He's done. He is completely done getting hit in in his professional career. And you know what? That's a funny thing that a lot of pro football players have uh, hipped us to over the last couple of years. You would think that it makes sense intellectually that the speed you always hear about the rookie QBs, they have to get used to the to the speed at the pro level and and all that. I what what they say is the older you get, the more scared you get. You start seeing ghosts. You'd get smacked around enough that the older you get, even the even the superstar QBs get more timid. They don't they don't learn like ah, I I can measure out how much time I have to throw the ball before this guy. I don't want to get hit anymore. All that. They just stop wanting to get hit. They they feel their mortality. I think what they 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 know that they're slow now. And so right. they, and they're not getting away. It's like, oh, I'm going to get smashed here because I'm slow and I'm closer to death. Right. But the idea, oh, he'll get used die. to the pass rush. No, he's going to get worse. He's not going to adjust to it. Right. He'll just start throwing yeah. the ball away more. That is not to, of course, this always comes up. Right. But that's one of the great things about Rivers is he's one of the guys that just doesn't care. That guy gets absolutely wrecked every single game, but he is willing to stand in there and take those shots. And I think that's he is he should be celebrated just having seen it up close now every play so much more than he already is because that guy takes so much incoming, but he's just so big and sturdy that he feels like he can do it and he's willing to do it. And, and I think what you said is absolutely accurate. Those older guys get tired of taking the shots. And I think he's one of the few that's willing to stand in there and just get wrecked game in and game out. Um, all right. I, I do think we have a classic AFC West kind of game um, fixing up here in Carson, California. Matt Money Smith, the Raiders coming to town. That offense is good. People aren't talking about it because of all the. It is good because bad turnovers, right? The late, drama and everything. Fourth quarters, bad turnovers late in the game, but it's a good offense. David Carr admitted, by the way, that that was, in fact, the fumble that his brother, or Miles Garrett, stripped him. And that Absolutely. Should've, Brown should have won that game. Yeah. That's crazy that that wasn't a fumble. Like, that's. It's just it's tuck rule level crazy. Maybe that's what it was. 
They atoned for the, the, yeah. the tuck rule. Well, he said they blew the, the whistle, the but the ball's li- the ref blew the whistle because he had an obscured right. view of the ball. But you still could have given. I, I guess nobody picked the ball up, so you couldn't make a case that well, the Browns definitely would have right. covered that. But either way, um, uh, do you like the Chargers this one? Tough to say. I mean, the defense has been the, the defense has just not been good. They, that offense gives you a puncher's chance. It does. The offense has been great. Oh, I mean, for the Raiders, yeah, they, I think like they can. Ha- they're the going to win some games yeah, over the Chargers. The Chargers' offense has been great. Melvin Gordon is running so hard right now, and uh, and Philip is is still one of the elite quarterbacks and is just dealing. I mean, the guy threw a pick six on his third pass of the game and still ended up with a passer rating, which would have been over a hundred had he not just closed out the drive the way they did to run the clock out, but. Uh, the defense, they, they have no answer to fill the void of Joey Bosa. Melvin Melvin Ingram's getting double teamed. Cuckoo, He's getting huh? chipped. He's getting, and they can't, there's, they actually did find the answer. It's Derwin James. I mean, yeah. he's their, their other pass rusher and he is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think you is, can make a compelling case. He's already yeah. the best box safety in the league. I mean, you, but they can't play him in the box the whole time because Jaleel Adai is not a free safety. So, we talked with a guy who had his eye on safety. Yeah. It, right? I think they create a new position. Yeah. It's like when Scottie Pippen became the point forward. Yeah. Make him an edge safety. That's, that's, you've just hit it, Claybon. That's exactly the funny. It, it's funny. I hope you listen to the DDFP because for all the foolishness, we actually uh, do ha- provide some legitimate insight and some news. And Matt Money Smith did that a year ago. He sat here and we talked about, boy, these Chargers, their record doesn't indicate it, but they might be the most talented team in the AFC. He said the only thing that they're really missing is a dynamic safety. To, to step up and who can help out in coverage a little bit and everything else. And if you watch college football, all you have to do is use your eyes. Derwin James, to me, and I, I said that, I'll pat myself on the back just using the, those eyes, and said that's the best defensive player in the draft. Well, well, I mean, I'm sorry, Bradley Chubb and Derwin James are the two best, and it was inexplicable that James fell as far as he did. And, you know, I think we agreed, Money, that he was going to be dynamite, and so he is. He's the best yeah. defensive player in the draft to this point. Um, and I, I see no end to that. I still like the Chargers making some hay. You know, I still think they're going to the play. They just got to play 500 until Bosa gets back. John Gruden uh, had a theory about Derwin James falling, and his oh, yeah. was that it's somebody else's fault. I yes. saw that That's, news. Um, That's tough. That. That, that is one of the toughest quotes you will ever read from a head coach where he says, I wanted him. We drafted safeties in the first round two years ago and the second round last year, so we couldn't take a safety this year. Basically saying, my safeties are trash. I didn't draft them. I wish that guy was here. If it were up to me exclusively, he would have been. Seems Proceed. like a great situation. <laughs> right. And we there. believe you, John. <laughs> yeah. We believe everything you say. Well, if nothing else, he's definitely, Thanks, coach. Good he's definitely out. throwing the GM under the bus. I don't know how those two, how oh, McKenzie and Gruden continue with this. Anyhow, uh, Emma VP, you whispered something in my ear, but I didn't hear it. I said we should get to Red Challenge based on our uh, time today. Oh. <laughs> Why are we going long already? Yeah. How long have we been going? Uh, 41 minutes. Oh, no. All mm-hmm. right. I could have been worse. Hey, before we jump into it, though, let could've me tell been. you about something else. G Suite. That's the suite I want to talk to you about right now. It's a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that include Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. These tools improve your work life, both in terms of your experience and the output you create, hence the new campaign. Make it with G Suite. I'm going to I'm going to give it a new tagline right now, ready? I like make it with a G sweet, but it G sweet is too sweet to be sour. I like that. Give it give it to me like in your read. Make it with G sweet, which is too sweet to be sour. Good stuff. I don't know. Maybe Good not. Stuff. Well, let's workshop it. In the meantime, I want to tell you this. You know when you have uh, 20 identical versions of a document labeled final and no clue which is the latest? So you make another version and name that one final final. I have done something very similar to exactly that. Well, with G Suite by Google Cloud, a range of work apps well, like Gmail, Docs, Slides, let you make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of a version after version of a project. Emma VP, you're a writer as well. You certainly are making drafts mm-hmm. of scripts and everything. It, it That has plagued me more than anything else over the last two decades is, wait, is this that script or is yeah. that the one that I changed that word on page 13 and all that? It's the worst. Absolutely. Not anymore. Not anymore. You know what? I, you know why? Because I want you to make it with G Suite because mm-hmm. it's too sweet to be sour. Find out more about G Suite's productivity tools. Visit gsuite.com. That's G Suite. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. 
and make yourself too sweet to be sour. Am I trying too hard with that uh, tagline, MOV? No, I think it's really good. You should keep at it. Okay, cool. Can I I share something real quick? Yeah, you can. Claybot and I have been using G Suite this whole time. Yep. We've had a Google Doc open, and when I type, check out how wrinkly Dave's shirt is, he types back, <laughs> and he's got a little booger in his nose, yep. too. And then I type back. I don't think he brushed his teeth today. We've been doing that this yep. whole time. Updates real time. In real time. Same I hope, doc. I, like and I hope he says computer. Irving Fryer here. <laughs> By the way, you talk and about Emma, Holly. actually, she's in on it, too. She's like, look at how dry this that might is on be, his elbow. That might be I might that, that I, I like to talk about the NFL triplets and the college triplets for one team. The best ever might be. I'm sure people can uh, tweet at me and uh, disprove what I'm about to say. But how about those 1983 Nebraska Cornhuskers? Don, do, dominant team for Tom Osborne. They came up short when they went for two against uh, Bernie Kosar. Are we talking about Kane. NFL career included or yeah. just in college? Just in college. I or think I can beat it. Two, eight. Well, how about this? Turner Gill, who was a mm-hmm. dynamite QB, went sure on to coach uh, Buffalo and was really good. I mean, he, it, it, born in a different age, he probably would have gotten a shot at least in the NFL. Mike Rogier, the Heisman Trophy winner, and then Irving Fryer was the do-it-all pass catcher, although he did drop one at the goal line on the uh, on the would-be go-ahead drive. They should have played him at quarterback. Wow, that's my point. That no anyway, problem. go ahead. Money. Yeah, no, Just trying to figure out, because I've got a quartet. I want to figure out which guy I leave out. I think I know what team you're talking about. Yeah. It's got to I mean, be the Canes, right? No, it's it's oh. Leinert, uh, Lendale White, Reggie Bush, Mike Williams. I mean, Mike Williams was unstoppable as a wide receiver in college football. He was absolutely unstoppable. Uh, Lendale White was the best zone runner in college football, and Reggie, ba- Reggie Bush was the best runner in space. Mike and Williams was. That's not even the right. I don't think you're getting was, that right. That's Dwayne ridiculous. Jarrett, though. No. No, 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 no. Mike Williams. It's easy to get. But I'm saying that team. I'm not saying <laughs> oh. you can name all anybody because the greatest of all time, if if you're, we're not talking about a specific group, you Pitt actually wins that. It's Dan to. Marino, Tony Dorsett, Larry Fitzgerald. You're not going to beat that. Oh, no, no, no. No, they were on the same no. team. Mike Williams, Lendale White, Matt Leinart. And I thought and, Mike Williams was more a Carson Palmer era guy. No, I think he Dwayne Jarrett was the main pass catcher on that team. You're getting them flip flopped. Who? Mike Williams and Dwayne Jarrett. Dwayne Jarrett's the one who caught the ball up the left sideline in uh, in Notre Dame. On fourth down. Right. Mike Williams wasn't out there in that game in 06, I don't think. Pretty sure he had Let's already. see, 06 they lost, 05 they won. Okay. Anyway. VP can't anyway. stand this conversation. Sorry. Let's get to it. The Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Ow! Nice. I was going with the Hurricanes for my triplets anyway. Yeah. That's going to be hard to be too. For a specific team? Yes. Go ahead. Oh, uh, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, Willis McGahee. Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. Reggie Willis. Wayne. Reggie Wayne, Willis McGahee. Well, That's tough QB? to be. You have to, you have to have a running back, a pass catcher, and a... And a oh. Uh, yeah. I neglected the quarterback. Yeah. Excuse me. Who is the quarterback? Is that that's, that's post Dorsey, right? No, or is that, that, was, that Dorsey? That no, I talked Dorsey? to Reggie Wayne, and he's yeah. respectful about the guys he played with, but he didn't have one of the... Was it Dorsey with it Reggie? Was, it was. It was. And yeah. Gore and McGahee were both on that team, and Gore had the knee injuries. He was known, which is a great point and an optimistic one for anyone who has uh, has uh, been tagged with the injury-prone uh, moniker. Frank Gore, as a reminder, was like, oh, if only this guy could ever stay healthy, he'd be really good at football. And uh, now he's the Iron Man of uh, running backs. 47 years old. Still. And I love that story out of <laughs> Miami, too, that McGahee and Porters both left er- left early. Because they were like, Gore's going to take our job. He's so much better than we are. And you look at how good those guys were and their careers were in the yeah, NFL. Right. And as they were I, like, I, Gore's going to take our job. We're out. As well as the allure of being paid to play football. Yes, there's that too. That little nugget. I feel bad that Clinton Portis is going to be one of those ga- one of those guys who football history kind of moves on from and forgets how great he was for those first four or five years, how uh, dynamite he was. All right, that's rearview mirror stuff. Let's get to the here and now, and let's start with the biggest game on the week five bill here, let's start with Matt Money Smith making the pick here. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, defensively dominant team against the unstoppable Kansas City Chiefs offense. Matt Money Smith, a choose. Do I have to stick with what I gave you? No, choose who you want. I'm going to take the Jags. <laughs> I was just looking up because I couldn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the Jags, too. No one's going to go us, with huh? the Chiefs. Even when we're holding red flags, that don't seem right. Explain yourself, Claybon. Why are you taking the Jags? 
Um, because I saw Blake Bortles in the way that he played uh, last week. Uh, there was concerns after the Tennessee Titans game, but I, I, you, you kind of want to throw that out as in a divisional matchup, and these teams know each other very well. The, the Chiefs, they haven't seen Blake Bortles. Um, the tendencies that he has in terms of running and what Case Keenum was able to do against the Chiefs defense, I don't believe in this Chiefs defense, and it's going to bite them for perhaps five times this season, and uh, I think this is going to be I, You know what? Times. I will say this about the, the Chiefs' defense. Obviously, it's not very good, but if you look around and, you know, once they, uh, they're going to get uh, the back end fixed up a little bit with Eric Berry, but I also do like D. Ford and Justin Houston. The, the narrative about this team is that they're complete garbage. They have some legit players on that side. I would push back. I would say the defense is really bad. Just because you... You know, you can have good individual players, but they have no answer in the secondary. Orlando Skandrick is repeatedly getting destroyed out there. And that was his guy. Demarius Thomas was his guy, and he was wide open, and that would have lost them the game. They don't have a strong enough pass rush to allow those guys to exist in coverage for as long as they're being asked to cover their receivers. Um, so I think just kind of speaking to what Patrick was just saying, Blake Bortles is good enough. Uh, those receivers are certainly good enough where you say, okay, I think the Jags defense can get some stops here. And I think Bortles can exploit that defense like every team that's played him. I think they're, they've cut uh, Bortles loose a little bit more than you saw last year, which is something that Marone and company had to do. And, uh, you know, the pass catchers have looked all right there in Jacksonville. And that Jags defense loves the challenge and loves uh, the, the you can't stop this offense kind of kind of uh, warning against them. Jalen Ramsey and company will rise up. I suspect they win in a very close game. Now, to as close as you're going to get to a must-win game for two teams that have Super Bowl aspirations, the Pittsburgh Steelers are hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Patrick Claibon. It's a tough one. Choose. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Bang! I got, ah! the, I got the Falcons. Go ahead, Money. What are you going to do? I don't remember. I think I took Choose the who you want in your heart. I think I'm going to take the Falcons. All right. Yeah. So, money, you threw the flag as well. Explain yeah. yourself. Pittsburgh just seems like they're in a bad place. You know, it's not good defensively. Their O-line has not been good. Big Ben looks shaky to some degree. He's making bad decisions. Antonio Brown's not happy. Seems like the only guy that's okay is Juju. He's like, hey, man, I'm all right. Things are going okay for me. But outside of that. Look at my dancing video, yeah. everybody. Life is right? good. You, I mean, you, he's fine. You heard about the result against the Ravens, right, Juju? Yeah, whatever. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah, I think, uh, look, the, the the Atlanta defense, going back to what I just said about Kansas City, I mean, they're secondary and not having Deion Jones, that's enough for that defense to fall apart. Um, so certainly it could be a get-right game for the Steelers, exploit that, that defense, but they just haven't shown an ability to do that. I mean, outside of that first game, I think it was, right? Have they run the ball at all? No, they've, so, they've, they've gone away from uh, even trying to run yeah. James Conner. Now there's word that Levy and Bell, everybody has heard. Week seven or is something. He's supposed to come back after the bye, but it could be moot, and it does create a potentially crazy situation in that locker room. Imagine that. Hey, Lev, now we're uh, now that we're 1-4-1, uh, and one, man, uh, may as well just stay out, you know, but well, I, I want to get paid. Well, but we don't want to block for you anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Maurice Jones-Drew will convince you the professionals who are making a paycheck will be obliged to block, and they'll do it. And But it it, it really will feel uh, anticlimactic if he comes out there, if they don't win this game, the Steelers, and then go into Cincinnati and beat them, or at least win one of those two games. As it stands, I will say this. The one puncher's chance that the Steelers have, and the way it's, it's fixing up now, at least until 26 is back, it is entirely on number seven. He is the future Hall of Famer. He is a dynamite top five quarterback at the age of 36 in the NFL. He was atrocious in the second half of Sunday night football against the Ravens. He really was just playing off Bad. the mark, yeah. just missing throws that uh, that uh, league average QB would be uh, would be hitting the runners, the, the uh, pass catchers in stride. That being said, Round about this time one year ago. Remember the noise? It was over for Roethlisberger. He was even feeding into that when the Jags came into Pittsburgh and whipped them. Oh, it's over for Roethlisberger. In the second half of the season, and this is not hyperbole, in the second half of the regular season and even into that game against the Jags in the playoffs in January, there was no better quarterback than Roethlisberger. He was performing at, there, there was literally not Aaron Rodgers after he made his return, not Tom Brady, the MVP, not anyone else in the 
NFL was as good as Roethlisberger was for about an eight or nine game stretch there. There's no reason to think that it's over for him in spite of the declarations to the contrary. If he turns it on now, if he gets it rolling right now with all that pressure on his shoulders, this is how he wanted it. He did. He wanted to have a bigger say in the offense. So he does. Now it's time for him to start cruising, and we know he has the ability to do it. What, now, what, now let's see if he does it against uh, a, uh, a subpar defense. What week? What week do you give up on that? Say he plays like he did last week. Well, I mean, then what? it's a complete reboot. If I mean, I give up on it. As I say, I mean, we're we're at that point now. But I mean, so, like, so to, this to the, the point that Mason Rudolph is playing the second no, half of the season. No, no, nothing okay. like that. But I'm. But I'm, if, I'm, if he plays the way he played in the second half against the Ravens, against the Falcons, the whole game. Do you still feel that way next week? Say, Big Ben was at this point last year. I don't know because it'll be moot at some point. It's either after this game. So this is it for Big Ben. Listen. For for Dave Damashek. No, no. Top five quarterback (laughs) in the league. I didn't say that they should move on from him after the season or anything like that. But in terms of how you feel about him as a quarterback, eh. No, going no. into going no, into the game. premise that you cannot that that Ben Roethlisberger just can't carry a bum team that has no defense that hasn't been uh, that isn't able to run the ball or anything else. The bottom line is if they don't beat the Falcons and at worst, even if they lose this game and they're one three and one and they go into Cincinnati, if they steal that game against the first place bungles. All right, then there's reason for optimism. They go into the bye on the other side. They get 26. They there's there's a realistic sure. story mm-hmm. for them to to, you know, have a good second half there they they lose these two I mean, what are we talking about of course it doesn't <laughs> make obviously i'll be i'm just saying i think we the the cynicism aside the, we know he's capable of playing at a very high level and covering up all those warts on the rest of the team we've seen him do it you disagree no we've we've definitely seen him do it i guess the question what do you think what happened in do, the last we, six months he just turned into a decrepit old man then? well that's why i'm asking the question when do we think that that will no longer be the case. Not at the age of 36. Okay. I just don't I, I don't see evidence that it's over for him. I think that he has wonky games. That's he's a gunslinger type. He's one of those people. He's never going to be Drew Brees in terms of accuracy, but that's not his uh his chief quality, you know? I think he can if things break right for him, all of a sudden you could see Ben Roethlisberger for 450 yards dominating that Falcons defense in a shootout. You know, 45-42, the Steelers win it. Nevertheless, I'm taking the Falcons. <laughs> I was I just going to say. Because I need Bedrick never got to make his his play for why he picked the Steelers. No, that's it. Dave made it for I just told that you. Just that you took the Falcons, and you're like, but listen here. The way I the just Steelers told you he right. could do it. That's all I'm telling you. Don't be surprised. He gives them the puncher's chance. All right. NFC title game rematch. It happened about seven, eight months ago. Now, two kind of scuffling teams here. The Minnesota Vikings are traveling to America's team, uh, the uh, city of brotherly love, the Eagles. Dave Damashek says Vikings. Eagles choose Eagles. Oh, you're going there with the go. Vikes there, Claybon. Good for you. Explain yourself. Uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles offense really struggled. And I understand that Tennessee has given everybody problems. That defense uh, is yeah. good. And probably we undersell the Tennessee Titans defense a little bit and what Mike Vrabel has done. But I'm seeing Alshon back. That That's great. That's positive. Jordan Matthews had a long touchdown. I, I don't. It's funny. I don't even know how he worked his way back to Philadelphia. It, it seems like he took a weird path yeah, was a to wind up back in Philly. But anyway. But he got there. Yes. And that's the thing. They don't startle me on offense the way that like I'm, I'm watching Nick Foles and it's like oh man Car- Carson had this MVP season and then Nick Foles is coming in and yeah they're pedestrian now but when Carson gets back I- I'm I'm still seeing what looks like to be the same Nick Foles offense and Carson is a large man it's a, it's a lot to recover from a really extensive knee surgery I don't think he's back yet. Well, we talk about offensive innovators and how they really are the key detail, or at least I consider that to be so far this season. And, uh, you know, the other side of things is this defensive wizard, Mike Zimmer, can't seem to figure out even what's going on with his defense. It really is. I'm missing his best pass rusher. Yeah, he I mean, doesn't have uh, Griffin out there. Fine. And but it, it is weird, though, and it does speak to what I'm saying. Like even the even the the alleged 
defensive genius with some high-end pieces all over the place, and they're getting housed by teams. Money, how say you? Well, I think it kind of goes back to the the question you were asking uh, um, about coaches and about offense and if whether or not defense even matters anymore. Um, because you think about that Vikings defense that was so good last year, the Philadelphia defense that was so good last year, and yet teams have managed to find a weakness and exploit them. Um, the Rams, again, and in, in they, they probably should have, you know, I think won that game a little bit more handily than they did. Um, and then you think about the hit of Clay Matthews on green, you know, in the Green Bay game that resulted in a tie. And it just looks like, okay, well, last year, I guess it wasn't so much a product of, hey, Case Keenum and Pat Shermer and play calling and Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are maturing and coming of age. And this is a, no, it's the defense. The defense was really good, kept them in games. And that's why they made the NFC championship game. And now this year, the defense is being exploited and the offense maybe wasn't really that good in the first place, even with an addition of Kirk Cousins. And unless you get that dominant defense back, team's probably not going to win a bunch of games and end up back in the NFC Championship. I think that's what we're seeing, is that was what carried that team last year. I agree with you, and fair not to Kirk Cousins. This is exactly what you talk about all offseason. This is what the the likes of of we kibitz about. And, uh, you know, $30 million for this guy, you better be much better than you were in Washington. Yes, you've put up numbers so far, Kirk Cousins, but you must cover up all the warts when you command that kind of money. And by the way, <laughs> Run out Dalvin... Make a tackle? I, 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 you know, That's I, a I thing. Didn't I'm, say not, it's I'm not blaming Kirk. I'm just saying like say the defense. Well, I'm, saying, I'm just, telling you that that... Just because it's a thing, though, it doesn't mean I have to give it credence. But the, but, but run but the part that you, as the omtakesman, refuse to acknowledge. You refuse as the omtakesman. Yes, I do. Because you want it to be a simple math equation and they're human beings you think Kirk Cousins is doesn't Cousins isn't going to hear the noise about like you better step up your game man you you better get this team on track he hears that that's going to add pressure to his already burdened shoulders <laughs> no, and that's Fletcher, it Fletcher Cox adds pressure to Kirk Cousins I don't shoulder. know why you refuse to acknowledge that that is well, a reality you, you think he's got Fletcher Cox chasing him and Malcolm Jenkins is is playing robber and he's thinking about oh steve from accounting uh, over you, know, you don't have to agree an associate says i make too much money ah i threw a pick i you know Dang what i steve. you know what i have on my side i have the evidence of history when what? you when you start throwing money at guys they start to feel of the burden of it <laughs> whether that that's true do you disagree with that spaghetti uh, I, I get what Claiborne's saying that in the game, in the moment, I when get the, it, the huge man are running after you, are not going to think about that. Like but he I'm, doesn't like narrative. He doesn't like that. But I'm sure that like they do get – all players check internet and or radio, and they know that people are saying something about them. So, yeah, he will hear the noise, like you're saying, from local sports radio, from the internet. It, it happens, but I – yeah. I'm I mean, a little I more on Claiborne's side. I, think <laughs> they just, I just think they get the money, and they're like, sweet, I got my money. Yeah. It's good. It can't take it away. It's not like I play bad and they're going to take that money away. Forget forget me saying it. What about the guys in the locker room? Aren't they looking across like, what's different this year than was last year? Like, Case was – we were winning games with Case. As long as they're getting their money, they don't care. I mean, that's the thing. They Because they also kind of have that us against ownership, you know, sort of grouping anyway. So they're just – I think for the most part, guys are happy when other dudes get paid and they're taking money away from the owners in general as long as they can continue to get theirs. Hey, if this guy's going to help me get paid, like Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers uh, got a lot of people paid, and they were happy about that. Tom Brady, hey, they're not going to give it to me here, but my guy Tom, man, he threw me enough great balls that I'm going to get paid somewhere else, and other team's going to give it to me. Thanks, Tom. I Appreciate get that it. side of it, but you're ignoring. The, uh, Mike's, okay, all right. I, we made I, our points. Yeah. I, <laughs> I am ignoring it, yes. All right. I mean, listen, Mike Zimmer is owning it. I don't know what's going on with my defense. There's not there, there's not a word about Kirk Cousins, nor should there be. I'm just telling you whether or not it's it's fair that that will gain momentum. And if they lose this game, there will be more like did the Vikings make a mistake with Kirk Cousins. Oh, but but they lost the Rams game and coming out of it. They were like, hey, Kirk Cousins was great. Yeah, they were. You know, Kirk Cousins kept you them in that the game. game. The defense was terrible. So, you know, I would assume Kirk's cruising home going I did my job. You know, I'm I'm All making right, my we'll 30 see. million. I we'll feel see. good about it. All right, fair enough. Next up, let's do this one real fast. Yeah, Rams, Seahawks. Anybody taking the Seahawks? No. We have no reason to uh belabor that one. Let's bring it on home then with the Monday night game. Matt Money Smith. Skins, Saints, Nola, choose. Go on Saints. No one's gonna take <laughs> I think All the right. Redskins are better though than they're getting. I think credit a lot for. of people are, are sensing that. It's a good O line, it's a good D line. 
Um, Alex, he's just, you know, Alex Smith is such a good, steady hand. You the know? team is Alex Smith. Right. Washington exactly. is, is Alex it's like, Smith. If, if it breaks right, they're 10 and 6. <laughs> if it breaks wrong, they're 8 and 8, and they miss. I mean, it'll be it'll be just a razor's edge hey, well, as to listen, whether or not they get in. If Claybon's right and the Vikings dump the Eagles at home and then the Skins somehow pull it off against the Saints, the thing that's wonky about them, and obviously you can, uh, you, you can forgive a, a bad loss early in the season, but right now, the one that makes it hard to completely buy this team is that was that weird week two performance by them. What was the Colts came in there and whipped them? I mean, they, they whipped them. They smothered them for 60 minutes, uh, which the, uh, the Colts. Yeah. Oh, the Eagles. The skins. No, oh, against, against the skins. The skins. I'm sorry. They went in there and just I was thinking the Bills against the Vikings. Yeah. The, well, uh, the yeah. Colts against the skins. Yeah. They're they're weird. It's the NFL, right? Isn't that stupid cliche? They're really good players. I guess, but Every it wasn't team has like, good wow, players. The, wait, wait. The, good thing we played the Colts the won that game? It was yeah. it wasn't that. If you watch that game, right. it was it was kind of embarrassed. Like, <laughs> what's going on? I thought this offense was gonna be all right with Alex Smith. Well, there's a Mar- Marcus the Hunt are dominating. Mar- Marcus them? Hunt having a good game. <laughs> all right, that's it. MVP, end of show grade. I mean this is like an A minus. That's that's too high like of a when, grade. I don't like when she too high of a grade. <laughs> Two thousand three USC, by the way. I was just checking that in a second. And Leinert was the QB. 2003, you had Leinert, Williams. Are you positive? I can I swear that's Carson. I, uh, that's not Carson Palmer's. No. Oh, no, he goes he number leaves. one See, in, yeah. in 2003. 2003 he goes number one. Yeah. See, the receivers both were the same number, and the quarterbacks, like, there's a Carson, and you get things mixed up. And they win the crown in 03? That's the year they got the AP. Remember, they got the AP crown, and LSU got the, uh, the BCS because they played. Right. You know, it was what back in the day when, anyway, yeah. I think we've said it all. Do you agree, Spaghetti? <laughs> Close to it. I think we cover a lot. Wait, of, wait, wait. You had shit. somewhere else to be, Claybon? No, I have nowhere else to be. I'll sit here and waste everybody's time. What y'all want to talk about? I think we got to go. I think we're getting booted out of Studio 66. <laughs> See, you hear it? I just heard it. <laughs> Get out. All right, we'll go then. Emma VP, great work. Make sure you check out the uh, the broadcast podcast with her. Eddie Spaghetti, the thick cast uh, coming soon with uh, Handsome Hank. We'll be uh, looking forward to that. Matt Money Smith, the voice of your Los Angeles Chargers. Game Theory and Money. Thanks for bringing the up old ass, man. here on the NFL. You know, other stuff, too. The radio show, uh, Petros and Money, Patrick Claybon. Up to the minute. Watch him on NFL Network and uh, listen to Daves of Thunder and Good Sports on the Adam Carolla Show. And we'll talk to you after week five. Until then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.